0: ally. Someone who's not necessarily queer, but likes, respects, supports, and adores the queer community around them. Discover the tales of these allies and their love for the queer community. Only on HQO with Vaishali Chandra. Where we celebrate, uh, how um, you lead your life, and uh, what are the challenges you face. Uh, I decided to do something that I did some uh, two weeks ago, uh, which is be here all by myself and discuss something that I feel very strongly. And in fact, this is something that I just uh, read, and I thought uh, maybe instead of calling a guest, let's give our guests a little break and also give my listeners. A little break and uh see what they think about this uh yeah so we're basically talking about the third gender uh the transgender community basically and uh recently uh 22nd october yeah the supreme court actually reserved the decision to recognize uh transgenders however uh they also agreed that you know uh They agreed in principle that uh, transgender people do need recognition. So which means we're moving away from identifying uh, gender as just male and female. There will now be an... uh, It's not yet done because they're still giving both the parties to actually come up against and for uh, before they actually bring out the judgment, but I th- I thought it was good to actually discuss about this whole issue because we have a huge, huge, huge transgender population in our country. And uh, I I was also reading about more about it in terms of how it's always been there. I mean, I have seen a lot of transgender people. I mean, I may not call them transgender all the time because my first recollection comes to mind is of uh, the hijras that I used to see when I was growing up. And they are a very, very vital part of the transgender community. And uh, they, in fact, also have a very rich culture. So it's not something that they just decided, oh, I want to be called transgender. And that's how it became into being. It's actually been here for a very, very long time. And yet it's sometimes saddening to see how they do not get any of the rights. They, and, and they're actually treated, in fact, ill-treated. So this is what I'm going to talk about today, is this Supreme Court uh, uh, decision, or rather the decision which is right now pending. But there is this uh, this whole conversation that's happening, whether... The third gender needs to be included. And that's what I'm going to talk today. Talked about how there was this uh, thing I was reading uh, on Galaxy Mag. And uh, I was quite intrigued because uh, apparently there is a case that has, uh, and I'm going to read it out from there. It says, uh, in a case that has the potential to break the binary gender norms of male and female in law, and administrative practices in India the Supreme Court on 29th October reserved its judgment on the question of recognition of identity of transgender persons in India and that is something that I think is uh, very uh, deserving of uh, some discussion because uh, uh, well I think personally I think that everybody uh, deserves recognition irrespective of what identity they take on so uh, just on that basis i would say that um, just because they're defining themselves in uh, a norm which is probably not the actual or the regular societal norm or it doesn't fall into any of your societal norms does not make them any different they're still human beings and they're they deserve that much right to live, just like you and me. So uh, so that's what I'm going to talk about is, uh, one, this decision is pending. So what do you think as uh, people yourselves, uh, do you think they deserve a gender identity? How this helps? Uh, well, this helps because right now, in any of your uh, forms that you fill out, right, there's only this option of I- either identifying as Male or female. So there isn't any identity for them. So if I do not want to personally fall under male or female, where do I go? Either I have to um, undergo expensive surgeries, and that's not an option also, right? Because then you're forcing somebody to take on another identity. So I want to know from you guys, what do you think? Do you think that uh, transgender people need Any recognition in law, and in fact, I definitely think that they need all the recognition. And I think that um, uh, this that this case could be really remarkable if it actually does what it does, uh, because it's high time we actually uh, go ahead and break some rules that we picked up in the 19th century. Tales need to be told. Voices need to be heard. The queer community needs to be listened to and now. Hear these voices express, inform, educate, and narrate only on HQO with Vaishali Chandra. Hello, people. Welcome back. And uh, this is me, Vaishali, on HQO a show where we celebrate gender fluidity. So thank you for listening to me. And uh, I'm glad you're listening to me because today is one day when I decided to do something different and I don't have a guest on my show. A news item caught my um, attention and I thought, okay, fine, let's have a discussion or let me talk about this on my show because uh, I can do that. Uh, Well, anyway, so moving on to what we were discussing about, uh, the Supreme Court uh, recently... uh, held, uh, I have to read this out because I don't want to make any mistakes. So it has actually reserved its judgment on whether it should identify transgender as an identity or not. And I think um, the reason it caught my attention was because one, I really feel strongly for the transgender community. Uh, I have grown up from a phase where I was really, really scared. Of the transgender people I saw uh, to actually meeting them understanding them having a cup of coffee with them having a good chat with them and realizing there's nothing really different between them and us if I were to say it uh, if I were to put it that way and this has been a transition for me and I know uh, for a fact and uh, you can actually call me if you deny it, uh, within the, the, the LGBT community, there has been, um, and there does exist, a huge, huge transphobia. Because uh, I've noticed that uh, sometimes uh, people don't, uh, people kind of say, yes, we are uh, so and so, but we're not this. And you know, when you're doing that, you may not intentionally want to hurt feelings, but you do end up saying that, you know, uh, because I feel that nobody is better than the other person. We are all special in our own ways. And therefore, coming back to this uh, this this news item that I was reading, I, I think it's phenomenal because one, they deserve to be part of the society because they were a part of our society much before uh, they began to not be part of the society. And and unfortunately, uh, I would say, for uh, and it is funny because I was reading that uh, this thing of, uh, you know, the stigma of being a transgender only was very recent. Uh, and it came with the Britishers who brought in and uh, made being transgender a criminal offense because much before that, the transgender community was a very integral part of the Indian culture. So, so for all of the naysayers who say, oh my God, this is a Western concept and we cannot have it, um, well, uh, look back on your history books, because history is replete with a lot of these instances where they held a very good position. And I'm going to continue talking about this Queer Quotient. The amount of awesome queerness one individual can stuff into that tiny frame of a human body. Discover your Queer Quotient with Vaishali Chandra. Only on HQO. Hello, people. Welcome back. You're listening to HQO with your host, where Shali, and that would be me. And um, this is HQO, a show where we celebrate gender fluidity. And in in the spirit of celebration and uh, in the spirit of all the festivity that's around the corner. Um, and I hope you guys are enjoying this discussion, which I'm having all by myself. But I'm hoping it is triggering some points of discussion within you as well. And today we are actually discussing whether transgender people deserve or require an identity in law. And how would that help? And let me actually read this out to you. Um, So the article actually says that the division bench of Justice K.S. Radhakrishnan and Justice A.K. Sikri heard the PIL, which uh, was National Legal Service Authority versus Union of India. And uh, it was filed in October of 2012. So the petition actually sought uh, several directions from the court, including granting of equal rights and protection to transgender persons, inclusion of a third category in recording one's sex Slash gender in identity uh, in identity documents like the election card, passport, driving license, and the Russian card, and for admission in um, admission in educational institutions, hospitals, access to toilets, among others. And in fact, uh, for all of you who would be wondering why it is important, you just saw all these documents that we carry without even giving a thought. Uh, require you to mention your identity and just imagine if one were to not be able to do that and therefore not be able to have any of these documents wouldn't you think that's a violation of one's right right there just because you can't do that because I feel that we all deserve to be treated equally considering we're in a democracy and all of that so why deny the transgender community of it because they are no less people, they still need to feed themselves at the end of the day, right? And just because their gender, uh, they identify um, in a different gender, this should not be the reason why we actually um, discriminate against them. And in fact, this article, um, uh, in fact, this news item rather, is really good because it actually says that um, when you're actually uh, not allowing a person to enjoy or claim their chosen identity you are violating a lot of constitutional rights so it is not okay for the state or the state being either you could take the state being india or you could take the state being the states within india um, to actually violate the laws which uh, it shouldn't because the Constitution gives you these uh, fundamental rights of right to equality, right to uh, non-discrimination, right to life. Because if if you are denying somebody something as basic, if I may pick up access to toilets or access to um, hospitals, then definitely you are violating one's right to life or... So what do you think about it? What do you think? Do you think it is something that we really need to think about? And do you think the transgender community deserves or requires a third identity categorization in all things like the ration card, the passport, so that it makes their life much more easier? Because right now it isn't easier for them. So once we come back, we'll talk more about it. Tales need to be told. What voices what need to be heard. The queer community needs to be listened to and now. Hear these voices express, inform, educate and narrate only on HQO with Vaishali Chandra. Hello people, welcome back. You're listening to Vaishali on HQO and today is the weekend. Uh, start to a long, long, long festival weekend and uh, yeah you're listening to me on uh, a show where we celebrate gender fluidity and today uh, what we are doing is we're discussing whether the transgender community requires uh, recognition as a third category in uh, all the forms uh, for example your passports your Uh, school admission certificates, your birth certificates, driving license, uh, etc. So what I have thought really is, uh, um, yeah, I I, I know it feels like, okay, fine, we're having this really huge um, case in the Supreme Court. However, um, the other day I was actually uh, speaking to some people and they were talking about how, not just within the LGBT community, there is this bias towards um, the trans people, but within the trans community as well, they are very divided because there are people who want um, the third category to be provided. So you have the f- male, female, and third cate- the, the other category. Whereas there are people who are also within the community, within the trans community, who say, why do we need to specify our gender? And one of the documents that comes to my mind, um, which does not really openly specify this, is uh, the PAN card. But, uh, But I do remember that while filling the form to get a PAN card, I still had to fill what my gender was. The fact is different that on your PAN card, that information does not appear. But, uh, and I think that's a very uh, great thing that if your documents do not specify your gender, like how how often do you have documents that specify your religion, for instance? I know I'm getting into a touchy subject. Religion is touchy, and we usually do not. Uh, try and include it because it gets a little controversial but all i'm saying is how many times uh, do we do we have our certificates say you know how, do we all wear our religion on our sleeves so why do we have to our gender so it's as simple as that and and i think i would actually although i i am myself also when i i think about it a little slightly divided that yes one doesn't need to mention what gender one belongs to because it's between people when they interact and they say okay fine this is the gender I would like to be identified with Uh, that's how it should be within communications at personal levels but it doesn't have to necessarily be in these important documents that are so necessary for us to just move around and be you know and uh, in fact uh, the other thing I wanted to point out, which was in the uh, news report, was the the impact that it has uh, the criminalization has on people is that there is a section thirty six a that was introduced in two thousand and twelve as recent as two thousand and twelve in the karnataka uh, it's called the karnataka police act of nineteen sixty four which provides for registration and surveillance of hijras who indulged in kidnapping of children, unnatural offenses, and offenses of this nature. Now, I uh, remember a couple of years back having this discussion with... uh, Uh, a group of Hijras who were talking about how there are bad Hijras just like how there are bad people in the world however we do not actually go policing all the bad people in the world but we have taken on to ourselves as uh, the upkeepers of society to actually say okay fine since you are a bad Hijra and I do not know how they identify you as a good Hijra or a bad Hijra but um, all Hijras in fact come under this uh, uh... KPA, which is the Karnataka Police Act, which is, I think, criminal in itself because you're actually uh, violating a person's space when you're asking them to actually come to the police station um, to identify themselves and to keep records of where they are, what they're doing, because it also involves a lot of harassment in from the police force itself, and, and that is a sad bit. So I feel... Um, I I actually agree with one section of the community which says that, okay, fine, I don't want to get identified as anything on any document. And I think that is a a huge stepping uh, step in the future. But for right now, I think to make it easier because some people would love to have A third category it would be interesting to see how this pans out because the bench actually has given two weeks of time to both the parties to file their written submissions and has reserved the judgment so it will be interesting to see what happens and here at HQO we will definitely come back to this and see what comes of all of this because uh, it is something that we've discussed here today and I'd love to know what comes out of it for right now uh, I just feel that we need to be sure that we know what we want because, uh, and, and I think as a, a person, uh, as a human being, we need to identify and respect everybody, irrespective of what gender identity they take on.